Welcome to the Razan Worship Songwriting Podcast, episode 103. Hey, I'm Sam Hargreaves. And this is a podcast to equip and inspire grassroots songwriters serving their local church and beyond. In this episode, we'll be mainly looking back on the November challenge from 2 stroke second Corinthians and setting a new challenge for December. Sam Hargreaves, happy Advent, sad Advent. Happy Advent. Yearning Advent. What's uh, the appropriate greeting? Oh, yeah, waiting. Wait, an- anticipating anticipatory advent wishing you an anticipatory advent <laughs> my friend are you a um do advent sunday then okay that's advent done let's get into christmas guy or are you a you are not singing any christmas songs till christmas morning type of guy i i really try not to be a kind of christmas advent fascist yeah. <laughs> um because i think that's unfriendly <laughs> I think it might but be. i think I sort of see the value of Advent a lot more than I did when I was younger, and I do try and push the Christmas carols a little bit further back. Yeah, I, um, I'm i not responsible for the worship in a church anymore, so it does change things, doesn't it? When you are, you sort of have to decide what you're yeah. doing. But I, so I tend, I sort of, I am, if I'm really honest, I would quite like Christmas to be like the World Cup. Every, in the summer? Every four years. <laughs> I think it would be great. <laughs> I don't mind celebrating the birth of Jesus every four years, but all the rest of it, I could, or every year, I could, the rest of it, I could take every four years. <laughs> and then we could do the Advent the other times and do, do it really well. I don't think it's going to catch on. Um, Tam, what have you been up to this last month? Well, we had uh, Mako and Hedgin um, Fujimura. I had a little note on my, on my desk how long until Sam drops the Mako bomb? <laughs> Yes, it was amazing. I spent the the whole day pinching myself going, is this really happening? It was quite incredible. They arrived at Luton and phoned and said, we're at the Women's Refuge. And I said, well, you're not here. And they said, well, we're at a Women's Refuge. And they'd obviously just said to the Uber driver, take us to a Women's Refuge. But we were at a different place. We were uh, so we found them, yeah, and then it all just went amazingly. And they they looked around Azalea, and then they did this whole um, kintsugi experience for a bunch of our writers mm. and there were a few other people there as well uh but it was it was re- oh and a couple of people played their songs Alwyn uh, yeah. and oscar played their kintsugi songs which was really special and uh yeah we got to share about resound with them some more and they shared about what they're doing with you know justice stuff internationally with embers and and they they just met the pope yeah a couple of days before and it's that was a it's surreal so thing surreal. as well they're like yeah so when we met the pope and we were like yeah and tomorrow you're going to parliament yeah. and today you're in luton with us <laughs> it was it was just bizarre it was it was re- really lovely. brilliant i i just sort of sat on the edge of it because um, i wanted to come along and, and see what was going on and hedging kept popping through to the room where i was just to show me bits of pottery or what things felt like or how things looked because she wanted me to feel included which i thought was Absolutely lovely. Yeah. How's the rest, yeah, how's the rest book come in? Well, we're finishing up our rest book. And there is an irony when you're doing a project that's all about rest and not striving mm. and, you know, all of that. But then you have a deadline that you have to get it all done by Christmas. So I'm sort of in a non-strivey way 
working quite hard <laughs> to get this yeah. book finished and we've got we've got some songs that we're recording and a oh. re- resource that we're putting out with it so but it is it, I'm, I'm really thrilled i think it's going to be a really valuable resource and we've had good feedback already from bits we've put out on and sort of show people or, or led in sessions but yeah it's been quite busy and that is why i'm saying a big sorry to the saint mary's people for being not as attentive on the old feedback because you've been resting uh, basically you've been having a break oh, resting slash working <laughs> not doing much <laughs> yeah just trying to focus stuff. on <laughs> i get it <laughs> no no i love you oh. all but uh yeah this has not been an easy i, I actually seem i mean i was going to talk about this in a moment there seems to be a lot of people in that position of yeah various reasons yeah. struggling to to be as engaged yeah Huh. It's gonna be. It's gonna give you a good little uh, way in to talking about your rest project all the time, isn't it? Just how hard work it was. It's gonna be perfect. It's <laughs> gonna be. I can see you on the Graham Norton show. I burned myself out writing a rest book, and this is <laughs> what I learned. Uh, how about you, mate? Well, um, I've been not doing various things, not so much resting, but there was a something I wasn't involved in. But there was a Southwest of England Writing Day, which Chloe and Jimmy organised last weekend mm. and i've been hearing some feedback from that seen some photos and sounds like had a fantastic time we gave them a sneaky advance warning of the december topic but most of them chose to work on their november song by the sounds of things um, <laughs> but that's really great i just love that these things are springing up in different places um obviously we're excited to have a few of us going out to the states and uh we're going to be in ambridge on second third of february next year um but you don't need us there. And so there's dun, these dun, different dun, um, dun, days popping up. So where dun, people dun, live near dun, to each other, you know, gather. And if you want to put the slap the resound worship name on it, please do. We don't mind. And and <laughs> let's get songwriters together because we're all about that. Um, also, um, we're recording this on the Tuesday. So it's Giving Tuesday. Um, and I don't know how you feel about Giving Tuesday, Sam. You're, you're part of running a charity as well. Um, I sort of feel like, yeah. oh, I don't really want to join in. It feels... But the, the reality is that about a third of charitable giving happens in the last few weeks of the year. So you sort of wow. got to speak up um, because it seems yeah. like people are looking to give to places. So we've we've sort of launched a bit of a, a, a thing there, um, quite a bit focusing less on people who haven't got much and more on people who have got quite a lot. So sometimes that mm. you kind of look for you know, three pounds a month here, 10 pounds a month. And, and this is more kind of, look, if you've actually got quite deep pockets and you'd like a specific thing to help fund, there are a bunch of things you could give towards. So I'm putting that out there um, because it really, um, you know, charities have to have different types of giving, different types of funding. And actually major donor funding is quite um, significant in lots of charities as well. Absolutely. Um, and uh, been doing a bit of prep, getting things ready for our Songs of Lament stroke Songs of Hope collections Ooh. for next year so very shortly people i'll be i'll be putting out a, an appeal for submissions you know write new songs send us the songs you've already written we've done things like this in the 12 song challenge over the last few years so i know there are hundreds of songs out there already um i'll give you a bit more information but we want to get i love having this community to draw on uh, i reckon between yeah. us we should be able to come up with two pretty substantial handfuls of songs which are going to bless the church and give us new vocabulary help us to express things that we need to express a little bit of 12 song challenge general stuff just a little bit of um stuff going around this this month about um in some correspondence about the idea of congregational songs you know is this supposed to be congregational 
Um, or is it okay that lots of people seem to be not heading down that route? And I thought it might just be helpful to comment a little bit on that. Uh, I've about four things, I think four points. One is congregational is not a style. It's It transcends Amen. style. It's just about is the song for the congregation to sing. And obviously that does mm. impose certain limitations, but they're not really stylistic ones. It really depends on your context and all kinds of other things. Yeah. Um, and sometimes I think we hear something of a different style and immediately say, oh, that's not congregational. Whereas in reality, you put it in the mm. voices of a congregation and it's great. Um, yeah. The second thing is that the aim of this challenge is to write congregational songs. But we all know that when you write a song, sometimes you start in one direction and it just leads you in another direction. And at the end yeah. of the day, we don't mind that. That's fine. So we start heading mm. for congregational. But if we don't get there... It's not a big issue. And sometimes you come out with a great performance song and, hey, you wouldn't have written it otherwise. So, I, you know, pretty happy with that. Yeah. Third thing is, though that may be the case, I do want to encourage us all to be thinking about how we can constructively help one another to make things congregational if we're not sure they are. So sometimes you might find, oh, I, I started here and I headed off down this road and, oh, I've got something that's just a performance song. But maybe as you listen to it, you can say, I love your performance song perform it everywhere however if you wanted to change some bits to be congregational this is what i might do or especially saying for my congregation yeah, or in yeah, my context good. this is what would help because like you say like you know some people might say well actually this is going to work fine in my in in the writer's context and then the commenter might say oh that's interesting in my context yeah it would be more like this and that's less of a kind of global your song isn't congregational yeah absolutely and then finally if you're the songwriter Use the month to try out ideas that people give, even if they're not really where you necessarily want to go, because you just never know mm. where you'll end up with them. So even if you think, oh, no, I kind of like it as it is. Great. Well, you've got that version. So try the different version. And hey, you might be surprised. So, yeah, we hold it pretty lightly. Um, but that's the general direction we're heading in. Do you, th do you feel like that's clear enough, Sam? Absolutely. And and just generally encouraging people to be encouraging you know, if, if you don't think it's congregational, don't necessarily lead with that. You know, make sure you've got some affirmation in there uh, just so that people kind of get built up before they have the uh, the critique as yeah. well. Good stuff. It's time to review November's 2 Corinthians Challenge stroke 2 Corinthians Challenge. And we are delighted to welcome um, making the case for 2 Corinthians, Travis Ham and Rachel Wilhelm. <laughs> it's so good Hello. to be on. Hello. Uh, I had not really picked up this thing, although uh, as soon as somebody said it, I thought, oh, yeah, I have noticed that Americans say Second Corinthians. And somebody made the observation that Donald Trump is pretty much the only American who says two Corinthians. <laughs> it was a weird thing when when he said that a few years ago, because it. I think for a lot of people, it, it felt like outing like this... Does he really read this? I, I, I don't know. It was, it was an interesting <laughs> take on things. Or, or is he more international? Is he more international than we all guess? I don't know. <laughs> it's that Scottish heritage, isn't it? <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. It's good to see you both. Um, quickly, uh, Rachel, then Travis, just tell us where you are in the world. Um, I'm in Knoxville, Tennessee, where I usually am. So, hey, y'all. Hey. <laughs> uh, and I'm down here in uh, Fort Worth, Texas, where we also say, hey, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> today we shall all say hey y'all um let's let, let's kick off with some general reflections on uh the month two corinthians um it was i mean we have we need to mention david brackenbury's song at this point 
Did you all? Did you all hear Dave? He was straight <laughs> out the gate with a song. Yeah. Like, He's done it again. Um, and then his song was two Corinthians has many words. Many words <laughs> has two Corinthians. I am reading them, and so are you. So let's all write a song with key changes and a video. It just, uh, it just got better and better as it went on. Uh, I had hoped. And stats to go with it. I know. I had hoped you he might stats. give us a thing with how many verses of uh, the book we'd actually covered this year. But I think he spent too long on that song, ran out of time to do anything else <laughs> this month. Um, aside from those, uh, Rachel, what, what were your general observations this month? Um, I thought it was really hard, and I thought you were very mean to mm. make us <laughs> go through this challenge. <laughs> it was, I thought it was hard. I thought it was so hard. Yeah. Um, I, it, there was just... There was a lot. I mean, Second Corinthians has, it's so rich, right? Mm. Um, and I just felt kind of like, where do I go? Where do I start? You know, um, and should I go word for word? And if I do, it feels like there's a lot of run on sentences and all kinds of things. And I'm like, okay, well, I can't do that yeah. successfully. I mean, how I approached it was I just kind of zeroed in on the jars of clay thing and um, and kind of focused on like, my being a jar of clay and God molding me and mm. all of that. But I, you know, I think everybody writes a song like that at one point. Yeah. So I just had to get that out. Yeah. <laughs> Travis, this was more your wheelhouse, wasn't it? And, and I'm just using that it phrase because Travis actually introduced us to that phrase about four <laughs> years ago. <laughs> you know, it, it, yeah, it occurred to me, I think the first, uh, my first contribution ever to this podcast was, I think it was my first or second month in, in doing the 12 song challenge. And I happened to mention, you know, that a, a particular uh, theme felt a little out of my wheelhouse. And I remember y'all had a pretty good go with that. Y'all were, y'all were really enjoying They're like, yeah, some guy on here said it's out of my wheelhouse and, um, and speculation on what in the world does that mean? It was, I, I remember I was actually listening to that episode. Well, I think I was doing some yard work and I, I had to stop because I was laughing. So, <laughs> um, so, uh, so yeah, it's fun. This is coming full circle now. Isn't it? Yeah. Um, no. So this, uh, yeah. So this, this month was was great because uh, some, a rhythm that I worked into probably about a decade ago um, is that my uh, so my senior pastor he preaches expositionally through whole books of the Bible um, and as a result you know we're we're in a particular book for a while mm-hmm. and also we I tend to know a few months in advance what that next book of the Bible is going to be that he's going to preach through and he'll let mm-hmm. me know a few months in advance and I'll set to task writing a song to coincide with that book so we have something as a congregation we can sing as we go through it. Um, so, uh, so I, I was excited that, you know, you picked a single book to go through and, um, it, for me, the part of the challenge of it was that I, uh, we, well, he had actually preached through second Corinthians a few years ago. And so like, well, I've already done something that generally covered the whole book. Mm. So then, so then my, my challenge for myself and it was instead of trying to write another song that covers the big scope of the book, uh, was to maybe pick a, a piece of the book that was a little bit, uh, you know, more unique or spicy that I wouldn't typically get to. And so in this case, looking at the apostle Paul dealing with, uh, folks who were, you know, false teachers and who were, you know, accusing him of not being as much of an apostle as they were and all that. Yeah. And so, and then trying to figure out what is, what is that corollary to our day and what would a congregational song look like? with yeah. that? So that was, um, but definitely, yeah, saw, saw a lot of people wrestling through it. Definitely noticed that it was a challenge for more people just by nature of seeing, fewer submissions this month. And some of that may just be because it was such a massive text to tackle. And, 
Um, but as a result, like there's options, yeah. like there's so many options of, of where to go because it's a big text. I, I think um, I, I wanted to choose a, a decent length book so that there could be some mm. variety because it can sometimes feel in some of the challenges mm. like we're listening to the same song over and over again. But I have to say, yeah. I also found as a result, when I went to listen to everybody's songs, I thought, oh, I haven't really noticed that bit or I haven't. And I felt slightly less connected and therefore actually less able to feed into them than I have previously where they've all been on really yep. similar themes. Yeah, I'm more of an Old Testament no. scripture writer. Really? <laughs> so this was, you know, incredibly challenging. Yeah. Um, and and I, I really um, sympathize with everybody, or empathize actually with everyone who struggled this month. Um, it was just uh, like pulling teeth to get a song out. Mm. I mean, just reading the whole book over and over again, trying to, to find something and um yeah and lyrics just don't come to me easily so um for those of you that are melodists out there um i i totally empathize with you <laughs> well shall we jump into a few songs you've picked out a few for us so um travis i think you're going to kick us off with the first one derek yeah, i'd be happy to uh yeah derek's uh, song on thorns uh written from a portion of second Corinthians 12 uh was outstanding um you know it, it gives so much great language to uh the many thorns that people endure in the family of god uh that there's you know a, a verse uh addressing uh mothers the sisters the brothers the fathers um mm. and it allows the congregation to actually practice a bit of what we see in like uh colossians three sixteen of, of teaching and admonishing one another with the songs is is the it, it's so real about the pain uh, that people have, but at the same time reminds one another um, that the Lord has felt it, sees it, and is with us through it still. Mother, he can feel the pain you hold, though others assume that you're just growing old, and all that they've shown. Lie and they say that 
That's really great. But Derek has a voice like chocolate, doesn't he? I think if I could sing like that, I, I would write much better songs because I'd try these melodies and they'd, they'd sound great. That's, that's really rich and so beautifully singable. I love this line in the last verse about, Father, he can feel your constant fear, the pained isolation, the vinegar years. Hello, the vinegar years. Yeah. That's amazing. Such a wordsmith. So good. Rachel, what have you got for us? Um, I've got Unveiled Faces by Oscar Nash. He's in the Annet. Is it Annet? Is that yeah, how you pronounce yeah. that? Okay, Annet. He's in the Annet group. Um, so my first impression was it sounds like a traditional contemporary worship song. Um, and I just love the mellow melody. Um, I love how in the pre-chorus he brings in the New Covenant. Uh, and he, he says like a... What we see will waste away. Help us see what will remain. This is the new covenant. Um, and I especially love the words of the third verse. It's all that we see is only temporary. Troubles we face, light and momentary. But they achieve glory eternal. That will for, far outweigh them all. I actually think that that lyric needs a little more clarity and massaging. But it's getting there and I hear the truth and the beauty behind it. Oscar, good one. Joseph John's song, Godly Grief, um, was amazing. Um, he, d he does this really clever thing as he goes uh, throughout the song, uh, little lyrical hooks that, that pull you in of, you know, things like, may our sorrow, as far as he starts one portion, may our sadness, may our cares, then may our preaching. Um, and he, he uses this term, godly grief, and, uh, and he, he turns grief uh from being this thing that we oftentimes see as, as almost a negative but 
He really shows it to be a blessing from the Lord. It helps us see the Lord more for who he is. And he also shows grief to be a blessing that helps to form our hearts to be more like the Lord. Um, there's this also this neat thing he does uh, where he shows grief in general um, in the front half of the song. But then even the way that the Apostle Paul in Second Corinthians sees a godly grief as being something that's not just us grieving because we're in a world that's broken, but even grieving for those who don't yet believe. And so it's, it's neat to see how he progresses that throughout the song. Um, plus, the melodies are just wonderful, singable, timeless. May our sorrow be more than regret Not just fear of the consequence When we fall, give us eyes to see Lord, give us a godly May our sadness last just for a while As we turn and we see you smile God of grace, God of mercy Lord, give us a godly grief Godly grief Lift my eyes from the ground Godly grief, come and turn me around. Burn like a fire in my heart, cure my unbelief. Reveal to me just who you are, Lord, give me a godly grief. For more than ourselves Give us love for the broken world With your vision, Lord, help us to see Lord, give us a godly grief May our preaching There's two things that annoy me about that One is that it was the song that I wanted to write <laughs> And false starts with. We didn't know where that was going. Yep, carry and on. And he's totally, he's totally nailed it. Yeah. But also the time signature when you stop and try and count the bars. Yeah. Is really interesting, but not in a way that you immediately notice. It was only yeah. listening to it for the second time. They're going, oh, hang on, he's got all these half bars. Yeah. Or I don't know how you how you would write that down, but it's mm. it doesn't feel odd, but it's sort of mathematically if you wrote it down you'd have to do something clever it's just genius yeah it i often think with congregational songs as a musician you feel oh, i've got to complete the bar every time but often the congregation yeah. just doesn't it's not bothered they're like as long as mm. it sort of makes sense and they can just keep singing they're totally happy <laughs> i think that's a good lesson yeah i thought it was fantastic it reminded me of asgear and i think it was the mm. It was partly the double track vocals, but also the kind of the tone. It had a sort of Icelandic coldness mm. to it, which mm. seemed so right. There's definitely Wilhelmness about that. Yeah, were you? <laughs> <laughs> it's good. I mean, anything with the word grief in it, you know. <laughs> oh, 
Uh, Samuel Hurl, he's in um, the St. Martin's group. Woohoo! That's my group. Um, 2 Corinthians 13, 11 is what he wrote on, and um, his song is called The Family of God, or Family of God. Um, it's got this amazing blues gospel feel to it. Love the piano playing um, and the simplicity of it. I could hear like singing this tacked onto another song and the key of C in a worship set sort of throw everyone off with some good old blues. Um, <laughs> I think it's brilliant. Just listen to it. It's so good. Oh, family of God, you should rejoice and strive to grow to full maturity. Encourage each other to keep going seek to live in peace and harmony then the love of God and the peace of God will be yours and the love of God and the peace of God will be yours oh family of God you should rejoice and strive to grow to full maturity encourage each other to keep going and seek to live in peace and harmony then the love of God and the peace of God will be yours and the love of God and the peace of God will be yours oh family of God you should rejoice and strive to grow to full maturity Encourage each other to keep going and seek to live in peace and harmony and seek to live in peace and harmony. That's gold. Yeah. It is gold. Yeah. It's Love so it. Good. I mean, he, he has a couple things to refine with his lyrics, you know, that he could he could mm. cut a couple things um, on the back end or on the front end of some of the phrases. But like, seriously? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I liked it so much <laughs> that I was playing mouth trumpet during it. And I wonder, do you know, I wonder whether sometimes what we look for in the congregation is a sign that things are going well, is hands in the air. And maybe we should look for a little bit more mouth trumpet. <laughs> As a sign that the, the Lord is really with us. I don't know. I'm it's sure so there's good. something in the Psalms about that. Yeah, I'll, I'll say one of my favorite things on a Sunday morning is seeing little kids playing air guitar or yes. drumming on the seat backs. It yeah. fills my heart. Oh, that's good. We should have the, maybe we should have an air guitar month. <laughs> oh my gosh. No. Ruth and Ruth and Rob Ruth can, and uh, will win can it. So host, just, well, they could host it. I yeah, think they, they, could, can, they could be the judges. <laughs> it's right. not fair for them to take part. Let's keep going. Where, where are we up to? My next song is Gemma Shamowski's "Death Equals Life." Not quite sure how to how to say that out loud, but she's in the Trusco group. Um, I just love her voice. I love. Um, I, I remember when she was at the the Yorkshire songwriting retreat, she played this song that just 
stilled everybody. I mean, we were just stunned. Um, Wrecked, I think is the word. Remember that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was It was, Joel was, was crying ridiculous. for the rest of the night. I was crying I know. pretty much when we started. Yeah, that's true. So. Yeah. <laughs> we cried all night afterwards. Um, but, but this recording is so cool. It's a little different. Um, so the recording is just her voice and the sound of her, like, thumping her own knee or something with her hand. Um, and, and then uh, Timo comes in. Uh, a little later and sings a little harmony. So it's pretty cool. I think that's, I'm assuming. Um, and so I love the spiritual kind of almost gospel vibe that it has. Um, it's exactly what I was wanting to write, Sam. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and that script with that scripture. And, you know, I ended up doing the thing I did, but um, I just thought it was brilliant. It's way better. I love the lyrics. We are hard pressed on every side. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Um, I love that inward rhyme there. Um, not forsaken, not destroyed. The death of Jesus is bringing us life. So I just love it. Um, I think it's going to be a treat when you hear it. We are hard pressed on every side. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Not forsaken, not destroyed. The death of Jesus is bringing us life. We are hard pressed, hard pressed on every side. But in Jesus, Jesus, death is life. And on the outside, wasting away. On the inside, renewed every day. We have this treasure in jars of clay. The death of Jesus is bringing us life. Cause we are hard pressed, hard pressed on every side But in Jesus, Jesus, death is life Yes, we are hard pressed, hard pressed on every side But in Jesus, Jesus, death is life Jesus, Jesus, death is life. Yes, in Jesus, Jesus, death is life. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. Really good. It's so good. It's really so good. Um, economical with the language and stretch. It's just simple. It doesn't say more than it needs to say. Um, maxes out what it has to say. Uh, lovely little repetitions of phrases and things, which mean that you can just sing it. I think that's great. Great congregational songwriting. I love how 
it gets across what it gets across without any chords. Yeah. You know, without mm-hmm. an instrument behind mm-hmm. it. That is, mm-hmm. that's super powerful. Did you find yourself, as you listen to it, trying to imagine what the chords might be and then thinking, oh, no, I think I'd ruin it if I tried to put some chords on it. <laughs> I'd have to get Matt Weeks no, to help, I think. <laughs> I actually think it's versatile. Like, it, it would sound really cool with chords and then it would also sound really cool without them. Yeah. I mean, it's just one of those songs. And I think with that, too, it can even work you know, subtly different in different genres. Like it could feel very pop. It could feel, you know, very like old school gospel, you know, that it, yeah. it works, I think in multiple settings. Great job, Gemma. We've got any more, one more from yeah, Travis, she- I think. Uh, yeah. So uh, I was going to say John Grummet's song, God of All Comfort uh, was really nice. So John, I've, I've seen, he's got a, a real talent for writing songs that were a good chunk of the text comes right out of scripture, but, um, still making them not only singable, but something that you really want to sing. Um, it's got this great uh, folky feel to it that just draws you in. Uh, and yeah, just have a listen. It's really, really nice. God of all comfort, comfort us. God of all comfort, comfort us. John, you know, Joe, something else you've, you've talked about in the past that mm. uh, that you've mentioned. I, I wish I had the, the courage to do this sometimes. It's just to repeat a line, like <laughs> you know, the, the simplicity of that. That I'm always so tempted to just load a song down with words, and so I admire when somebody just has the the simple courage to to let it stay simple in a place where it, it mm. should, you know. And, and uh, so, yeah, as a result, it makes it so singable. It makes it so that by the second line you can be singing harmony to it because you know what to expect and yeah really well done yeah um john was working on that one when we went and had a little writing camp earlier in the month the few of us mm. and you can tell that he was there with andy clark can't you towards the end of the verse when that c minor <laughs> drops in <laughs> ah someone spent a week with andy clark <laughs> maybe, maybe it was there already love it oh great what a what a set again of um of songs 
If you any other kind of quick honourable mentions you want to say, anything we didn't quite manage to, to get in. I know um, Ebba Billington did a great version of The Grace this time. Um, Matt Mason yeah. wrote a song that a bunch of people, definitely worth having to listen to Matt Mason's song as yeah. well. I've got a couple as well. Uh, Nancy Boot uh, did a great take on Second Corinthians uh, 5.21. It's just a simple, beautiful scripture song. Uh, Rebecca right. Fairhead um, did a really fun, like bluesy, jazzy song called In Can It Be. Um, also, uh, 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 Hunter Lynch did a uh, what he called a folk diss track. I'll leave it there. It's amazing. <laughs> and you, should, you should hear that it. That was great. I forgot about that. That was awesome. <laughs> We love Hunter. Yeah. He's awesome. Great. Do we have a star of the month? David Davis. Star, 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 star of the month. He's new and he's been everywhere. Yeah. So good job, David. Yeah, well done, David. Thank you. He has joined, got the hang of it, got straight in there. Well done. Now... Now you've done the first lap at a sprint. Just <laughs> go steady for a few, <laughs> for a few laps. Easy. <laughs> Get to the end. Oh, no, we love it. It's really good. 12 challenge. It's time to introduce the challenge for December. If you live in the UK, we have been through quite a number of World Cups this autumn. We've had the Rugby League World Cup, the Rugby Union World Cup. We've had the Cricket 2020 World Cup, all of which I'm sure, Travis and Rachel, you've been following very closely. And then uh, maybe <laughs> slightly more globally, we've had the uh, the Football World Cup, um, all of which has fed into this December challenge. Um, because at any of these events, we've seen uh, the nations gathering around some common interest. And as a church, we are people from all nations who gather around Jesus Christ. So... We thought we'd do global church songs this month. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's a few different ways you could approach this. We're calling it global church songs. Um, and then um, Sam and I are going to throw out a few ideas for ways you could approach it. But you might have other ideas as always. Um, I guess the first and most obvious thing is write a, a song about the global church, about us being gathered from many nations, about us you know, whatever you want to say, there are, there are scripture references you could use. Um, so write your song specifically about that thing. Or as a slightly different spin on that, you could write something about the eschatological gathering in of the nations, which is, sounds more posh, which is this thing where the Bible prophecies, especially in the Old Testament, speak about this time when the nations will all kind of gather into Israel. And it's just kind of it's an it's a it's an, an end times, a kind of future promise thing. So you could talk about the church of today. You could talk about the kind of ultimate direction and destiny of, of the church. Yeah. Another way you could do this is to draw from or learn from the musical style of another world culture. Um, we uh, exist in a time when we can go online, when we can uh, listen to songs from all over the world. But sadly, it's not really reflected in our sung worship often often the songs that get big and get globalized and maybe even get translated but they're not the kind of heart music of people from necessarily outside of the west um now there is some controversy around this uh some people are concerned with kind of cultural appropriation so just kind of nicking somebody's uh musical style and using it for your own good uh, some people just find it kind of cringy so i've had people say to me oh you know the, the examples of for example you know white people trying to do reggae 
often sounds like a pastiche, maybe sounds a bit embarrassing, maybe is not honouring to to that musical style. Um, so I want to encourage people. Um, firstly, I would say let's not be fearful of this because, you know, we live, you know, we live in this global community. It's actually, I think, dishonouring to act as if we can't learn anything from the musical styles of other cultures. And I wouldn't want to say to someone, well, you can't play my music because you're not from my background. And I don't think that it should happen the opposite way around. But what I think we need to do is be really honouring of the styles that we're exploring. Mm. So if you want to explore, you know, Malian music, for example, listen to a lot of music from Mali, read some interviews, watch some, watch some videos, really dig as deep as you can. And if at all possible, so I live in Luton, which is very, very multicultural, and I have the opportunity to play and worship with people from other cultures. And one of the richest things we've done in our church, and the churches we've been part of, is to ask people who are not from the UK or their heritage is not the UK, well, what's your home music? What's your heart music? What's Mm. songs from your culture? Mm. And learn those and invite those people to lead them from the front. And then once we've learned them, we can kind of absorb them into our repertoire. Um, Mm. So, you know, this is perhaps challenging, but like all challenges, it shouldn't mean that we just back off from it entirely. It should mean we sort of lean into it. Um, And Joel, you've already highlighted um, Paul Neely's blog. Paul is absolutely brilliant on kind of gathering and championing uh, songs of the world. There's a really good video series uh, that we'll put a link to from InterVarsity called Diverse Worship Matters, which is a really excellent um, video series where it talks about, you know, they use the uh, analogy of, of a meal and just saying how you can have different cuisines from different places and we can learn to appreciate other people's cuisines. And similarly, you can use that analogy with music and worship. Uh, I really like C. Michael Horn's uh, work on this. I don't know if you guys know him. He's got a book called Gather Into One, where he's gone around the world and experienced worship in different cultures and really highlights uh, writers and, and movements in, in different parts of the world. He's, he's just really excellent. So, um, yeah, those those are some things you might like to do. But as I say, if at all possible, just get to know someone. You know, if you know someone who can play music of a different style or from a different culture, get to know them, maybe do a collaboration or just learn all you can from them. Yeah. And I think you could just pick out a little idea. Like you don't have to completely mimic something, do you? It might be yeah. that you, you kind of immerse yourself in some some sort of and there's a sound or there's a beat mm. or there's mm. a an approach to how the lyrics are structured, which you can then apply to your own context. It doesn't have to be a complete mimicry. I, I was thinking so a classic album where somebody has gone and just immersed themselves in some other music is Paul Simon's Graceland. Mm in Soweto and just taken the the rhythms and the the sounds and the styles and then sort of interpreted it and you still feel like you're listening to a Paul Simon album it's yeah. it's it's obviously him um but draws and uh, I could go down a, a Graceland rabbit hole let's not let's not go there <sighs> let's do it let's should do we, should episode. we go there <laughs> should we just play talk about that I'm I'm wondering like um I'm thinking about this kind of almost in a historical way, like uh, the historian songwriters that we have, like pulling from the global church is not just the global church as it is right now, like the people that are alive right now. Mm. Um, uh, the global church is also the people that are with present with the Lord um, mm. who have gone before us. And um, I'm wondering if like some of our songwriters would be interested in like pulling from ancient practices of, songwriting like medieval for example or like old um 
like African ways of songwriting or um, Chinese ways of songwriting. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's like so much within the global context that's, you know, um, that we could draw from. And it's kind of like this revelation mindset of like, what is it going to sound like, you know, with the Lord around, yeah. the, you know, the throne. And, you know, and we, I think sometimes we as people, just as Christians, we are so focused on the here and now and what we sound like now and what's mm. contemporary. Um, and we forget that there were, um, you know, brilliant songwriters before us that have brought us to where we are now mm. um, yeah. and who have enriched our abilities now. Um, and so I'm wondering what it would sound like if we kind of, you know, drew from something historical. I don't know. It's just an idea. Yeah. <laughs> Another way of approaching it, rather than looking for the... Um, songs necessarily of, of other cultures the music is, is going to look for theologians pastors poets preachers priests whatever who of other world cultures we are easily um easily dominated by western voices northwestern voices mm. and you know we're a we're a a group now that is stretched across continents but we're not super culturally diverse if we're honest about mm. it so there's there's plenty of other cultures we can go and dip into and certainly in you know when when i've worked in in more in sort of theology and and theological teaching and so on we're very aware let's can we go and find theologians from the majority world from africa from other places look at they what they have to say um mm. and bounce off it as always it's not you know exactly what you do with it um is kind of is kind of up to you i also thought um, at the same time as saying all those things, you don't have to try and represent every culture in the world and what you do. It is also okay mm. to say, well, let's if we're going to be global, I'll do a co-write with someone in a different continent. We can do that. Maybe we'll, yeah. you know, I think that'd be really fun. Maybe try and get as many different people from different nations in the 12 Song Challenge involved in a co-write. I mean, mm. hey, why, why not? I can also think of some great passages of scripture that could be linked to something like this, oh, like great, writing a yeah. song out of like Ephesians 2 or um, Psalm 67. Or one of the scenes in Revelation that envisions people from every tribe, tongue, and nation joined and praised the Lord. Um, you know, it, it's interesting as you mentioned all the different cups, uh, Joel. I I was I was really struck uh, when the U.S. played Wales. Um, I don't know if anybody you know listening to this watched that match, but uh, it was it was so interesting in watching the two. Uh, you know, teams and fans present sing the two national anthems. Um, I was I was a little bit disheartened for my own nation in that moment because most people there sort of like mumbled along or mouthed the words, and then the Wales fans just came out like full throated, like s singing their guts out louder than the PA system in there, um, mm -hmm. and thinking like, wow, what are the implications for that in congregational song? But but even thinking about like in a real practical level, what would it look like to even listen to some other cultures? Like national anthems like what are the yeah. things that that, mm. that are just the heart language that people will actually mm. sing within a different yeah. culture um and and what could we learn from that yeah that's really right. good oh I mean, to be honest travis uh, we feel like that as english people watching the welsh sing the national anthem <laughs> as as you do. it's a quite it's, it's quite intimidating and uh, we haven't even talked about the hacker have you heard of the hacker the what now this is the ah right okay after this i'll send you a link um in fact, I'll put a link in the show notes. This is the, what the New Zealand rugby team do before rugby matches. You, if you see it, you might think, oh, yeah, I've seen that song. It is, it's, a, it's an ancient dance that's associated with the Maori culture, and it's extraordinary. It really is. 
just a few other things we could also write songs identifying with uh, persecuted Christians globally um, yes. for a lot of us writing that's not our personal experience but they are part of our family and there are people who are being persecuted suffering to death for their faith um, one thing that struck me as an idea and this could be quite hard but certainly as a British person it might be confessing the sins of colonial Christianity there might be something in there which we, we want to write about and actually part of our way of talking about the global church is is to say sorry as well as mm. it is to to celebrate mm. so there might be some things in there um you might want to write songs using different languages i would say don't try and write a song in a language you don't speak without the help of someone who does <laughs> <laughs> but you could partner with someone who does um and there's something isn't there something wonderful that songs actually use more than one language in the song yeah i think that'd be a really mm. uh wonderful thing Dovetailing off that idea of, of confessing things, it's just songs for the sake of the unity of the world my church, knowing that there's mm -hmm. so many things. It feels like culturally we just we invent new things on a daily basis to be divided over and mm -hmm. to be able to come back around and say, you know what, wouldn't it be amazing if uh, in a world that is so divided, they could look to the church as an example of people who are united around the gospel. So there we go. That is our challenge for December. Um, if you really have to, you can make it a worldwide church Christmas song, if that's all you can think of this month. But <laughs> I'm hoping we might get a few that are not. Uh, and that means that uh, all that remains is to introduce our featured song for the month because it's December and because we're talking global church songs, we're going to feature The Stillness of the Night by Andrew Finden, who is an Australian living in Germany. So I feel like he ticks all kinds of boxes for this month and wish you all um, a deep and yearning Advent and a very happy Christmas. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. The stillness of the night is pierced with Mary's cry of birth. As heaven's years of silence cease, God's word has come to earth. What joyful news the angels bring, their anthem fills the sky. Oh, come and sing to Christ the King and praise our God on Christ the King and praise our God.